And we are live and hot. The mic is hot. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Feels Like Misery podcast, episode five. It is Sunday, August 30th. Um, today's episode will be featuring one of my dearest, dearest friends. Oldest. <laughs> Peyton Kinku. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um... Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm finally here. Finally, it's taken so long. It's been my it's my fault that it's been so long with the procrastinating. And... It's both our faults. Oh please, it I'm is. just I'm just glad that we're finally doing it because oh, yeah. we have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little backstory. Um, Peyton and I have um, grown up together. We went to school together from the beginning. Same town. We were born just a mere few days apart. Yes. Um, so I guess, are you Taurus? Yes, I am. Taurus? Yes. Okay, wait, let me get closer. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and... Again, I want to make sure all my bases are covered, especially with you guys, my friends, my badass friends. Definitely. Um, how are you doing? I'm just hanging in there, you know? With the apocalypse? Yeah, and... just working all the time. Yeah. Picking up extra shifts. Just keeping it together, trying to figure out my next move. Yeah, like we all are. Right? Yes. With COVID and the protests, what are you, where are you on that when you see all this? I don't know. I mean, I, I totally get it. I mean, this has been going on for years, uh, black and white, um, natives, you know, and uh, natives and whites and everything like that. I was, I saw the violent side of the Sioux Falls one. I was there. Um, I had worked, or I don't know what we were, oh, my roommate, Brittany, um, we have, we, uh, went there and we, uh, tried to be part of a peaceful protest. We got there and people were running around with guns and, uh, you know, they were throwing stuff at the cops and the, this we saw, was at the time at the mall, right? Yeah, this was at the mall and we saw tear gas. Um, thank God we were farther than enough, like back away from it. We still saw it, and I went live, and yeah, I remember that. My family, a lot of people were mad that I was there, and I was just <sighs> like, I just, I just wanted to witness it, see what it was like. Um, yeah, I know some people that went up to Minnesota to Minneapolis to join that protest too, and I have friends out in LA that were, you know, they were saying LA was going crazy, and you know the streets were going crazy, and so. I mean, I think it's, I think that it needs to be done. Um, I think that every people have every right to do that because um, nobody's listening. And, you know, everybody knows what's going on, but nobody's stepping up to stop it or change it. Right. Um, you know, I saw... A video of this lady and I can't remember her name but she's a famous teacher that you know did the racist experiment yeah yeah with I, uh white people mm, I can't remember I her name though but she's like my yep. hero yes love her and uh, oh, she was in a lecture hall with like a ton of white like uh students yeah or with people you know and she's like 
you know, everybody stand up. If you're okay or would be okay with being treated with treated like how black people are treated in America today, stand up. Yeah. And everybody just looked at her. Uh-huh. And she's like, you didn't understand my question. She's like, stand up if you would like to be a black person in America today. And they didn't stand up. Yes. And she was like, that proves that you know what's going on and you know what's wrong. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. Yeah. So how are people so comfortable with it? Yeah. Like, as a, as a white person, like, that was me. I would not be comfortable with... Yeah. With that, you know. So, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a black person. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be a person of color, though, to be Native. Um, and, you know, I was talking to my black coworker the other day. And I was like, you know, I, I totally get where you're coming from. But, like, don't you think it's interesting that Natives aren't even part of the conversation? Yeah. They're not, they don't even have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Like, native, they think natives are dead, or they're dehumanized, or, you know, the females go missing, and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's just like, I don't feel visible. Yeah. And, you know, black people are visible, and they have, I mean, they had a president, they had BET, I mean, they have their right. own genre of films and everything like that, and natives are just like, you know... The Western movies. Yeah. Yeah, in the past. Yeah, in the past. And even when they were filmed back in the past or, you know, in Westerns, they weren't even natives. Yeah. They were like Jewish people with big noses or they Mm -hmm. were like people that wore face paint or dark-skinned Italians. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Yeah, everybody but us. (laughs) Yeah, everybody but the original. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's why I like... I've been watching Yellowstone. Because yeah, they, I heard that was my mom's watching. Yeah, that. Yellowstone is so good. And Kevin Costner's in there. Yes. Okay. And but they have natives, and they have they talk yeah. about you know the tribe and the tribal people. And it's are there just, native filmmakers? Do you know that? Like, I don't know if they're it? working on native filmmakers are working on it. Yeah. I know that the they're actors. using natives from Wyoming, and they're like using actual actors at least. Yeah. So they must have like a like a ex- executive like producer like mm. helping. With keeping it authentic. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, any any way we can get, you know, more visibility, visibility I guess. But these little crumbs kind of thing. Yeah, still... it's just, it just makes me hungry for more. Mm, yeah. Like, I just want more, and I just feel like it's never enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's why I really tend to relate to anybody, a person of color. Like, I, you know. Yeah. I just, like, because I just want to see myself in something. But, you know, that's, I love that you're saying this because, like, you know, like, we we love film. Yes. We love TV. We love story. And growing up, I mean, I'm sure you, I mean, we didn't see ourselves on screen. No. You know? But we still were able to relate to characters who didn't look like us because we related yeah. to them some other way. You know, this person is dealing with this or, because we had to. Yeah, because there's no you have choice. to adapt. Yeah. <laughs> And you, you don't realize how normalized that we're not seeing ourselves yeah. in any media or anything. We just accept it for how it is. And we are getting to a place where we no longer have to accept that. Yeah. Right? I finally, you know, it's like you wake up and yeah. you realize that just like, I would give anything to see a native princess or mm-hmm. like, like, or like, in a Disney film, besides yeah. Pocahontas, right. you know? Yeah. Or, like, I would love to see myself in, like, you know, a Mean Girls-type oh, yeah. setting, like, you know? And, yeah. 
anything. And you know my favorite my favorite actress, Michelle Rodriguez. Right. Um, I in college in my senior class I did, you know my final project my final paper about women and women of color in film. Yeah. And I was like natives don't have anybody but I found certain people that I can connect with and Mm. I was like that was one of them. Yes. And I was just like strong female leads, you know, women of color. So I did that. I talked about, you know, Michelle Rodriguez is the only one. And then I talked about uh, the natives in Twilight and, you know, Mm -hmm. how they they were in there. But yet it still fell short. You know, one was a wolf in a love triangle and she was nobody liked her and she was the smallest wolf. Yeah. And the other one of the ladies, like she was damaged. Because he clawed her face off. Right. And then one of the other ladies was like, she only had a few parts. And she was a homemaker. And she yeah. and she married the dad. or mm-hmm. You know, it just, it they didn't have their own voice. They were just part, a side part. Yes. And I was like, ugh. Always, so frustrating. Yeah. But, but I guess a lot of um, people of color kind of can relate to the, the side parts. The, you know. Yeah. So... You know, because they had, you know, a pretty white couple. Yeah. The lead. Yeah. And then Jacob, the one she didn't want. You know, right, like, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. It's freaking annoying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can go on about that. But first of all, first of all, is there any way you would, you wish to be identified? I, I'm asking everybody that when it, that comes on the podcast again to like normalize you know, you know. Are you talking like about pronouns? Okay, pronouns. Or a certain identity you wish to be more. If not, that's fine too. But I mean, because you know, I she she her pronouns. Okay. Um. I always just tell people I'm Peyton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> however, you I'm perceive that. You know, however yeah. you perceive that. A lot of people perceive that as you know, bitchy, mean, yeah, or super caring, super loyal, like. Yeah. Hard worker. I, I've I've heard it all. Yeah. Um. But I just I just go with me because I don't I don't know what else to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I remember when you said um when we were talking about labels before, and I totally understand um not feeling you're you fit into a certain label or not wanting to put a label on yourself. I get that too. Yeah. I don't. Like, I can't pick one. Yeah, because there's just, there's a lot. I mean, like, for me, like, I have all these labels, and it's so interesting that um, just as I'm kind of getting comfortable uh, with a lot of these labels I've, you know, chosen for myself, because they feel, it felt nice to have a label because, oh, there's other people like me out there, right? Yeah. Um, But now, like, I'm kind of getting to a place that just as I'm getting comfortable with these labels, you realize you don't really need them. You know, yeah, you just go with it. Oh, I'm just me, you know. Yeah. So it's more for other people and to connect with other people who identify as that too. Because um, I feel like, I feel like you know, like me and you, like we just accept each other. Yeah. And like we we just know we just we know how we carry ourselves and like the people that matter. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care about that. And the people that care. I don't give two shits about that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't fucking care, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I th- it just depends on who you surround yourself with. That's true. That's so true. But, you know, a lot of those people are family. 
yeah. you know, and, <laughs> you know, we all have our <laughs> varied family members that feel certain ways and, you know. Old school. Old school, there you go. The old guard. Yeah. Kind of thinking. But, you know, I... I don't know, on one hand I feel like, you know, now that I am becoming, you know, becoming, now that I am an adult, like, I feel like I can say these things. Yeah, you have, you have freedom. Yeah, and so, keep those thoughts to yourself, old guard, okay? <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Okay, let's go back, let's rewind, back turn the, the dial, beginning. the beginning, let's get in the DeLorean and Go back to the past. All right, let's go. 20 years ago. Jeez. Let's just say 20 years ago. Okay. We're the same age. Um, what do you, where were you? What do you remember about that time? Uh, yeah, because I'm going to, I want to know about your experience. Um, I should hold this up more, I'm sorry. Um, your experience uh, going to the schools that we did in the town that we grew up in, because even though we always, um, knew each other and you were friendly and stuff. We didn't really get closer until later. Yeah. Um, until we found out we had all these things in common, actually. Yeah. And, like, a lot. Um, so my experience with you, like, what I remember, because we were, before we started the podcast, we were just talking about, you know, how we uh, remember each other from back in the day. And I remember Peyton. She was always, like, I remember oh, somebody God. who was always... Who had many different friends who kind of could go in and out of yes. certain groups, which I was like, oh, that's so cool. But also, also what I noticed about you was you always had this thing that I so could relate to in some way that you were always kind of like your own thing, like your own person. You can tell that even though you had all these friends, like... You were just something that... Very you know, independent. Very independent. Yeah. And I could totally, like, relate to that. <laughs> um, and I've always admired that equality because, you know, I don't know. It's just what I aspire to be, you know, yeah. more and more and more. But, um, so that that's my view of what I remember overall. Um, yeah, so... What do you remember? How would you grade your grade school, middle school, high school experience? Take me back. I was just totally lost. Like, I didn't... (laughs) I mean, I think I figured out that I started to have crushes on girls when I was like, oh, God, probably like fourth, fifth grade. Right. And I never knew what, what that was, and I was just really confused, and I didn't... I don't know, I didn't know how to fit in, and it was just, I don't know, it was interesting, and, like, I wanted to be popular, and, but then I also... You were, you were. I was, I mean, I was popular, but I was, like, also, I wanted to be my own person, like, lone wolf. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But people... That duality, I love But I, I, yeah, I feel like people, like, followed that, too. Like, they were like, ooh, I want to be like that, and I was like, I'm trying to do my thing. Yeah, I I Um, can do it. And I, yeah, you're right, I had a lot of friends, and... I just accepted everybody for who they were. Yeah. And yeah, if, you were friends with like, kind of everybody. Yeah, I really was. Like, it didn't really matter what they were doing, what group they were in. But, you know, in in elementary school, I got bullied. 
that's when I... Really? Yeah. I was bullied a it's lot. It's so funny how, like, you know, even we were in the same grade, we went to many classes, same classes, same teacher, everything. Yeah. But I we're always in our own experience. So, of yes. course, I, I didn't see that. I got... I'm sure the way people didn't see mine, either. Yeah. I got super bullied in elementary school, so I was ready to go do, uh, ready for middle school, and then I kind of found, started to find who I was, and and everything, and I was still, I was popular then, um, I, that's the point where I started to fight back, and I was, it became mean, um, really, is that yeah. how you see, remember? Yeah, that's how, that's how I remember it, because people were like, oh my god, like, the what does guy, that mean, like, what does, what does that mean? Because I would hit the boys, like, I started to fight back, yeah, and people were like, oh my god, Peyton hits really hard, like, because I, I think I just had enough, like, people just picked on me. I don't know if it was out of jealousy, out of, of what it was, but, like, just older girls just were... Freaking, older girls from older grades? Yeah, fucking girls. And there you want was, to say their names now? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure both of them never graduated from high school, so... Really? Yeah. That's a big... Fuck you yeah, now. Big, big fuck you to you because I have my degree now, bitch. Hell no, I'm yeah. Just kidding. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was traumatizing mm-hmm. then, and I don't I can't fucking stand bullies now, and uh, so that's kind of where it, things changed for me that way. What, what what age do you think this kind of happened around? <sighs> the bullying or when I changed? Both. The bullying happened when I was like you know, probably second grade up to fourth grade and then fifth grade I was like don't mess with me Mm -hmm. you know so hey you like really did I mean I didn't I didn't fight back yeah I I I, I did it here and there but it was just so pervasive and so much that it was just like literally (laughs) yeah I throw my hands up and I walk away you know what I mean and I I did yeah as you remember yeah I mean, I'm glad it didn't change you then. Yeah. Because for me, I was just probably the sweet child. Yeah. Now, now I'm just have this scary side of me. <laughs> that uh, I'm sure it serves you well though. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, I'm very assertive. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I I just had to become my own my own advocate and my own bodyguard. Um, because I just... Did you have to? I had to. I How about to. high school then? What was... It? High school I, was easy. Freshman year I left and then... So you needed to fill in the blanks for me. Um, high school... Um, well, girls were still jealous and treat... Like older girls. Like I had a few of them um, that always wanted to... Like once one girl tried to fight me and I was like, Bitch, you're like seven foot something. And I'm like five foot nothing. <laughs> like get out of here, you know? And... <laughs> Um, but I was still popular in high school because I was on a varsity golf team. Right, yeah, I remember I was, that. I played varsity, so everybody thought I was the shit, you know, grades above me, so then nobody messed with me. Yeah. For the most part, because I knew all the older kids. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was popular. popular. Yeah, you were. But, you know, I still had some really dark moments. I feel like, I don't remember a whole lot, but I feel like I was going through, like, an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, I changed. I went from one... One day, I went from Hollister to Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> it was it was bad. I went through this angsty... I remember all I that. I was, like, angsty. The God, the Hot yeah. Topic time. Yeah, Dabby probably remembers all of that, too. <laughs> like, I remember, like, yeah, the styles and yeah, how it, it was when, and then it shifted. Then all of a sudden, it was, like, 
what the fuck happened yeah. to her? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it was the people I was hanging out with, and, I, you know, I started to started to get involved in, like, drinking and yeah. smoking cigarettes. And I think I had my first cigarette when I was, like, 14. I think it was with you and Dabby, no. to be honest. I think it of was. Course. I think it was. <laughs> like, we were smoking in my car, and I was like, oh, my God, we're doing this. Oh, my goodness. I really think it was you and It was Dad. my fault. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's when it started. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and then I feel, I feel like I got, I got really obsessed with this girl. <gasps> Can you write her name down now? <laughs> no, I can't. No, I just yeah, I don't want to put her out there no, like that. No, no, but no, no, if no if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I can tell you later. Yeah, but, we'll talk about um, it. Yeah, it was just a really dark time for me. Like, I think I was just lost mm-hmm. in my sexuality, and it just was debilitating because I, you know, nobody, everybody knew that I was different, mm-hmm. but they didn't know what it was, and nobody wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and it was just kind of like there you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah that was very toxic and we were mean to each other and we I mean we didn't date or anything we were just really good friends and um you know looking back on it now I'm just like I didn't think of like her in a sexual way like I was just really I think I was just really attracted to her but I wasn't like I want to have sex with this person because I wasn't even sexually active you know I wasn't so it was just like oh fuck like and that's you know I met a lot of my friends during that time that are my lifelong friends mm-hmm. now. I mean, I'm friends, still friends with this girl. And uh, we check on each other from time to time, but... Nothing ever came from that? Or no, really? nothing ever came from it. And like, uh, <clears throat> I have so much respect for her now. And, like, we just... It's different. You yeah. know, it's different. We, we're it's not, we're, Yeah, we're not, like, in... We're not, like, in this evil space anymore. Yeah. I think we just... Growing up in a small town, we had these strong feelings and we just didn't know what to do with them yeah we just didn't know what to do with them um so but now that you know we're free and adults like it's just not a thing anymore and yeah i mean i mean i think she's really attractive and she's gorgeous but i'm not gonna pursue that like i never thought about pursuing that yeah but anyway so yeah that was my high school experience and uh i still played golf yeah. I still excelled in that. Um was not into academics whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I hated school. I was not I didn't I didn't don't consider myself as like a super smart person. Mm-hmm. I say that now even though I have a degree and I went to you are. I'll <laughs> say it. But <laughs> I just don't think of myself as super studious like Yeah, I, I don't either though. I just I don't me. know. So I started drinking when I was, like, 16, and, like, it kind of just evolved from there. Like, we partied all the time. We partied, you know, we found a buyer in high school, and, (laughs) you know, my friends and I would party, and we'd just get so fucking trashed, and, you know, I never went to school drunk, but I definitely probably went hungover. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, but, yeah, it was, it was a wild time. Right. But it was one, some of the best times. Yeah. Um, how would you look back on the the whole school experience? How do you feel about it? Looking back, like, how would you feel about it? How do you feel about it? Was it just overall positive experience? What, I mean... I mean, I didn't like living at home. It was so strict. And 
I didn't like that part about it. My parents are awesome parents. parents. My parents are really strict. And, you know, for good reason, because I was freaking wild. I was still wild, even though that they were strict. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I don't know. It was just, it's really hard to fight with them a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going through addiction. I was going through the sexuality thing. And Mm -hmm. it was just that. But, I mean, I look back on it now and I miss it because... You know, one of our friends passed away, and I really missed that. Mm-hmm. That was like real. That was really hard. And uh, so when I think back on it, I think I get sad because some of the best times, you know, mm-hmm. they were involved in and stuff like that. So I would go back just for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> to you know talk right. to them again and stuff like that because it was just you don't realize like how important certain things are until like way later later yeah but yeah i mean i'm glad that i guess i'm okay with where everything is right now yeah as long as it still keeps evolving yeah exactly (laughs) always forward yeah always forward but yeah so that's what i think about it i mean i know there's some stuff it's all varied yeah i know i want to hear about your stuff (sighs) That's what I want to hear. I came to interview you. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, you'll have to tell me. No, no, (laughs) no. I mean, I do want to talk about so much stuff. I mean, you know, my own experience. I mean, but that's, you know, I feel like I'll inlay all that. But, you know, it's, I don't know. There's just so much to unpack. I know. It's super complicated. You know, my therapist is, I have her for that now. Yeah, all right. (laughs) No, 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 no. I I guess in a nutshell, um, uh, grade school was awesome. Um, I mean, you know, little incidents here and there, but I I remember uh, grade school was really a good time. Like I, I had a, like I was really lucky. I got to have like a really good childhood, I guess overall, mm-hmm. because of um, I would say you know my mom obviously she was very much. You know, a lioness with her protecting her cubs, especially me being the firstborn. Yeah. She was very, um, you know, protective. Yeah. And so <laughs> I would I would kind of say so protective that I think that I was definitely sheltered in some way because of that, you know? Yeah. Um, middle school, I would say that's the beginning of the end. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Jeez. the same kind of thing. Same. Yeah, uh, it's such an awkward. But mine was like the sexuality, but also it's the gender mm-hmm. um, identity, um, not having the words for it. Yeah. Not knowing, being a small town in a Republican state. Don't need to tell you this. Um, yeah. But it, things just got really, really, really bad. Um, end of middle school, freshman year. Um, I I I don't know. I don't remember too like the details. You know, I have amazing capacity to forget traumatic events. Me too. That's why. Um, that's why I, I what can't I, remember a lot. What I will say, though, um, the constantly being singled out, but not by your, just your peers and your students, but the teachers as well. Homophobic. Homophobia. Yeah, constantly, every day, kind of singled out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I feel lucky that I was able to... Um, leave yeah and you know that experience i freshman year onward after freshman year i homeschooled myself this is a time when not a lot of people were doing that 
I had to... Yeah, uh, I was wondering. I was like, where did Charlie I, go? I, I, well, luckily, at that time, uh, I would say 2005 like, is when YouTube was really starting to become a big thing. Okay. I remember. And I had got a laptop for my birthday. And one of the first YouTuber, I still follow her. I'm still friends with her on Facebook. All these years later. But she was like a year older than us. But she lived in um, British Columbia in Canada. And I, she was like been vlogging before you know was so big yeah like she was like the first one i first vlogger i've ever watched and she homeschooled herself and i didn't find out till later for the same kind of reasons um but so i thought okay so she's doing this can i do this too because i just cannot stay here any longer in public school yeah and so i kind of had to figure all that out myself and then you know um, let my show my, my parents and got all that figured out. I was lucky to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, had, had I been forced to stay, I'm not sure what would happen. What would have happened? Right. You know, I completely understand. Um, there's a high LGBTQIA suicide rate, especially in those yes. years. Yes. I was going off in that direction, so thank God I was able to leave. Yeah, I was. I can relate because yeah. I I was suicidal. I probably went to behavioral health a few times. Um, Yeah, I was in a dark place, too. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard. And it's like... And that age just by itself is so damn hard. But when you have all these other things you have to contend with... That nobody knows how to help. Nobody knows. Not even, you know, our parents in many of our cases. Yes. They're just like, oh my God, suck it up. Yeah, you or know why what? are you being weird? That yeah. there's that, but for me, my mom, I felt kind of bad because my mom really didn't know what, how to make me feel better when I would come home, completely disheveled, crying, mm-hmm. completely just ugly, crying, and my that was the first time I see my mom really at a standstill as to what to do, mm-hmm. and I'll always remember that. But yeah. um... Okay, so I would <laughs> sorry, say, we went down. That. I would say F. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I would grade middle school and high school F. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I get but it. We're, I mean, it's ten years later, like from graduating. I know that's crazy. They were old. Yeah, did you guys have? I know I asked you, I can't remember, but did you guys have a reunion of any kind? Oh hell no! I mean, I, nowadays, I, don't, I, I well, actually, I think I got something in the mail. Um, about when they had the all-school reunion, like, last summer or the summer before. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to be around these people. Yeah. Like, I mean, we kind of survived together because we had to, but, like, I don't care about any of these people, to be <laughs> honest. Like, if they, if they were supposed to be relevant and I wanted them in my life, yeah, they, would they would be. be. Yeah. Um... I mean, look at us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just I just had no desire other than to probably be nosy. Uh-huh. You know, like, oh my God, this person ended up here. This but person- nowadays, I guess that's less important because of Facebook and online. Yeah, and- so, because I feel like when people would go to reunions, it would, back in the day, it would, it would be to see how everyone turned kind of turned out. out. And I can pretty much tell you where everybody's at. Yeah, exactly. Um, with probably a few that I don't know because I just never really talked to them. But um, being such a small class, like I think we were like twenty four graduating class, um, yeah. and we lost two people since yeah. in the last ten years. And so we're I mean we're down to twenty two. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, I just didn't, I just don't have no desire to (laughs) reconnect. Um, just because I know how these people are, (laughs) Yeah. you know, and they're just not really accepting and you know, everything. And I, I just, they just don't go with my life. Yeah. I I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I think about some of those kids. I'm like, I wonder what they could be. And I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm talking about more of specifically the white ones. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I wonder, I'm like, I wonder what happened to you? What became of them? And so, you know, I can't help but think that looking back, like, I can probably imagine what kind of people they are. Yeah. Still. I'll take your word for it. Still with their heads up their asses. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think, they probably think their shit don't stink, but mm-hmm. let me well, tell look you. At, look at what's going on now and see what they have to say about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, a lot of them were, were good. I mean, there was a few good people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely some good mm-hmm. people. But, and the um, ones that were your friends with, for mm-hmm. sure, obviously. Yeah. But other than that, no. I just... Fuck. Keep out of there. Fuck, Flandreau. Yeah. Flandre. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll... <laughs> no, you can tell. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Flandreau. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if, I mean, you can only say it if you grew up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you only know. <laughs> the dark underbelly of Flandreau. Oh, yes. The dark alley. Definitely. The dirt roads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so you graduated. Um, bridge that gap for me for when your college experience, when you went oh. to University of Nebraska? Yes. Uh, went to UNL. Uh, so I was ready to get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I got accepted to all the in-state and I was like, that's too close to home. All right. I don't want to be gone. Yeah. So I picked Nebraska. Yeah. Um, so I went to Nebraska and I was like, I remember telling my best friend, Bernie, I was like, you know, I can be whoever I want to be. I can start over, yeah. you know, and it it was like a clean slate. No, I didn't know a soul there. Which now I think about it, and I was like, God, I had to be crazy. Mm-hmm. But back then, I was like lethal. Like yeah. I didn't care. Like I had peaked, you know, in high school. I was this badass, you know, drinker, and right. I was popular and whatever. And then I went to, I went, I moved away, and I was like, fucking reality hit, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I. How did that hit you? What did you? What did you? What do you remember realizing? Holy, holy shit! When I was broke, mm-hmm. I had you know, and my parents couldn't help me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. I had to get comfortable with asking strangers for help. Right. I had to learn how to meet. I had to yeah. I had to uh, learn how to socialize. Yeah. I didn't know how to socialize. Mm-hmm. I was you know every. I'm a hometown girl. Like everybody yeah. knows me. I know everybody, but put me in a city and I'm like it's oh crazy, shit right? yeah you know like <laughs> I yeah to. I still kind of like um notice that whenever I visit a big city like I'm always so excited and because you know gr- again like growing up in a small town you know everybody and yeah. you know you're either like um you know connecting with people or avoiding them there yeah in the city it's just you're so small you yeah. feel so small but I like that feeling though yeah I mean, because, once I learn, once you learn how to adapt, it's yeah. so much fun. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You feel so, you know, it's like, that's why I love going out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, these people, I have friends. Like, every time I go out there, I meet friends in the airport. Or, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or I meet somebody at, you know, the, the chapel, you know, the lesbian right, right, bar. Right. Or, you know, like, it's, 
it's exhilarating, but yeah, I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was hard. So, what'd you study? What'd, so, tell me I everything. I studied, um, well, I... I mean, I know. I was scared to even declare a major, so I did general studies for as long as I could. Right. Then I was like, oh, I want to do business, because I want to run have my own business or yeah. something. Um, I was not smart enough <laughs> for that. Um, that's a business school, so you almost have to have a 4.0 and have connections to get a job or okay, yes. or to excel. So I was like, yeah, yeah I can't do math um, to save my life. So I had a mental breakdown, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not good at anything. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, I have nothing. What, what, what do I do? So I remember crying to my mom because I had failed this business uh, class. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, I failed classes because I just couldn't keep up and I, or they weren't interesting and I was just like, oh my God. Um, I was on academic, academic probation like twice, mm-hmm. not back to back, thank God. Right. Um, but my mom was like, well, I, you know, I went, when I went to college, I was going to do sociology and I was like, well, maybe I'd be good at that. Yeah. So then I declared that as a major and. I found women's classes mm. and I was like getting A's I was you know excelling and I was like this shit is fucking interesting like I love this like I, was, I finally found something that piqued my interest that mm-hmm. wasn't you know I was like wow like I could be a researcher or, or I could you know do something and I get good grades you know yeah. so uh so I did sociology for a long time, and then when I got to the upper classes, like, when it got into, like, doing group studies and, you know, data, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But I had it, I had gone so far already that I just took it as a minor. And I was like, well, I'm really good at women's classes. I wonder if this is a major. So I found out I could major in women and gender studies. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, even, you know, even if, like, I just wanted a degree, right? I just wanted something. I just wanted something. And I'm like, this is so obtainable for me that I'm just like, yeah. So, and they, you know, the gender classes were interesting. And I was like, this is cool. You know, because, like, I remember growing up trying to watch the L word, you know, in secret, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, I, back then, it was, you know, Queer as Folk was out too. My best friends, we all watched it, you know, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we loved it because, like, it was kind of like, hey, this is cool. We don't watch it for the sex scenes. We watched right. it because it was something different Good, yeah. and we could relate to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very sexual, but like, we didn't know, we wanted, we were, like I said, we were like, thirsty for more like mm. we wanted more so i was like hey you know i like this stuff and i was like whatever everybody thinks i'm a big lesbo fuck them because uh, you know i'm good at this and i understand it and i get it and there's people out there that you know probably can benefit from things that i learn or yeah. you know like there's just a big movement you know with the me too movement i you know i got that degree before that even happened you know and there's just a lot of yeah. So, there's a lot of things that's just super relevant and people are like oh what are you going to do with that degree and I was like I don't know whatever I want mm-hmm. you know I thought it, you know when I thought about it I could be a domestic violence counselor yeah. um, I could work in film I could do anything I wanted to 
And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of why I picked that, and I graduated with that. Absolutely. And, you know, the whole... The whole college experience was super stressful. I was always stressed. And how long were you in college for? Forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it took me five and a half years to graduate okay. uh, to figure out. I was also battling addiction, and I was in an abusive relationship, too. Um, you know, I always tell people, school is easy. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. So life got in the way a lot. Um, you know, I lost... My childhood dog, you know, my grandpa died. A lot of shit happened in that short period of time. So it kind of, a, I was like trying to stay afloat and also not yeah. lose myself. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't regret it. I learned a lot about myself and I would probably do it again. Really? I probably, Was that good? Yeah, I would do it again. At the time... In it, I'd probably say, I'm never doing this. I yeah. thought this is the dumbest thing I ever did. But now, when I look back, like, everything was worth it. What were, like, the biggest lessons you learned from that experience? Looking back now. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Um, whether that be academic, um, financial, mental health, physical help. You can't do it by yourself. Never. Um, and you won't survive. You won't be successful if you try to do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing I learned. Um, I also learned that partying all the time isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, the hard way too. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn that the hard way. You know, drinking and you know having a good time. You know, I tell people now I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But at the same time, yeah. like. I was so wild and out that <laughs> now I'm just like, I love staying home and doing my laundry. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> it's gone the other way now. Yeah, it's gone the other way you now. you got it, like, out of your system, it seems like. Or... Yeah, I started well, in high school and then, you yeah, know, Jesus. But, yeah, yeah, just that. And I learned how to be independent. Um, I mean, I still go to my parents for things, but, like, I don't have to as much. I, I, I learned how to, you know budget my money I learned how to work hard to get things that I wanted I learned how to live and clean my own house I learned how to cook mm-hmm. eventually easy stuff um yeah I just learned how to be a person and uh, I learned just learned a lot of stuff like that yeah um that I was I didn't know I did not know when I left yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I didn't know any of that, so I learned how to be an adult, and I kind of, I was just really naive, mm-hmm. and now I'm not, I'd like to, I hope I'm not now, you know, Right. Yeah. but back then I was, and uh, I didn't really think I liked myself either, I, I kind of had a lot of self-hatred. Um, I was very narcissistic. I didn't care about how I made people feel. Um, and, I'll th- and that changed over those years. Mm-hmm. Now I really care about how people... Uh, the people... Actually, not... I don't care what people think. I care about how the people I care about feel. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I there's want, a big difference there. There's a big difference. Because, you know, to the masses, I could give 
two fucks. But, like, with people that I care about and I actually, you know, take the time out of my day or give, give them, you know, my attention, like, I don't want them to ever think I don't care about them because I do. Um, and I, you know, with, with all the losses that I've had in those years, I think I learned that because mm-hmm. I lost a big support system. I lost my grandpa and, uh, I don't have a really close family, um, on my mom's side, especially. And he was, he was it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he was, I wish I would have cherished that more. Yeah. And I wish I would have saw how much he cared about me more, um, and you know, I miss I miss our friend a lot. Mm-hmm. I still go to her grave. I, I I bring her cigarettes and a lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't smoke. Obviously, yeah. I can't smoke right. anymore. But you know, I you know just remember us fighting a lot, and we were just always at each other. But we really loved each other, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have a lot of guilt, but at the same time, like she knows that I, I know she knows that I was in that self-hatred place. Yeah. And now I understand, you know, why I was so vicious Mm -hmm. because I was just so broken inside. Yeah. So I just learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Still learning. Always. I'm not even in my 30s yet. (laughs) Hey, we're getting there. (laughs) I'm not even in my 30s yet. I feel like 30s is going to be, you know, the best. Yeah, I think so too. I totally... (laughs) I mean, the... mm. 20s, I mean, take it or leave it. It was bad. Fucking 20s, man. But if you survive, exactly. Like. <laughs> but you know, the 30s, I have so much optimism for because I do too, yeah. it's like, no way, it is. It's not going to be like the 20s at all. No. I mean, I know that day when I turn 30, it's going to be like you know, 30, 30 and thriving. Yeah. And I can't wait for it. And it's the optimism. It's the hopefulness. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's some good stuff that's in yeah, store in the 30s. Um. Uh, okay. What are you? What are the things? I mean, you already talked about it a little bit, but what are you like passionate about for in your ideas for the future, for yourself, or what you maybe want to do, the areas you want to go into, anything? I really want to get my master's. Um. Soon. But I'm been holding off with my medical issues and things like that. But I really want to get my master's um, in counseling, um, just because the work I've been doing for the past since 2016, I've been working in residential, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm really good at helping people. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a good question. Can you uh, describe what you kind of do now for people? Right now, I work for VOA. It's a company um, that's based, a non-profit, okay. based in the entire United States. So there's different locations. There's places in L.A. if I ever wanted to relocate there. Oh, cool. Um, so they basically, I work with individuals with intellectual disabilities, um, people that just need extra help, but they're independent, they're verbal. They just have, you know, different diagnoses that limit them, mm-hmm. and they need somebody there for support. Right. So, um, I know I joke and I say, you know, sometimes I feel like a glorified babysitter, but I know that they really benefit from me being there just because I'm, you know, their family and, you know, they really 
look to me for guidance and I can teach them things, teach them how to cook, um, how to keep their room clean and, you know, personal hygiene and different things and just having that social interaction because a lot of them don't have the social skills, like, like normal social skills, Mm -hmm. like they kind of lack the ability to have the right social cues Mm -hmm. and you know, some people, I kind of notice that when we go out in public, like, people are like, oh, this person's, like, special, but they are super smart. Smart, yeah. They know what's going on. They know, I mean, some of them even exploit their disabilities to get things from people, you know? Right, right. Um, they know, they know what's going on. They know when you treat them different. They know what, you know, I, I don't let them use the R word. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. I don't like the R word. Um, and I don't like them to make fun of each other where they make, you know, those weird noises where they're like, dude, 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 you know, like, like that. And I'm like, you are dude, dude, stop it. (laughs) Like, don't be doing that. Right. And, um, you know, I, I really, but I really enjoy it. I used to work, you know, I worked at FAS for a little while, um, when I first graduated college and I loved working with kids and I worked at another program with, uh, juvenile delinquents, like people in, JDC, but it was like a, it wasn't JDC. It was like a program for like lesser offend, lesser offenders. Okay. Like they were still in trouble with the law and stuff. Right. But so, and I enjoyed that. Like I enjoy working with kids. Uh, and then I tried to work with adults with SMI, severe mental illness. Okay. I just did not like it. Right. Um, just because they they weren't gonna get better. They were just gonna d- get worse. Mm-hmm. And you can't really teach them anything because, you know, if they have schizophrenia or if they have bipolar or they have all this, like, they also have, you know, a, a one person is also getting, like, Alzheimer's or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just dual diagnoses. And yeah. I'm just like, it was very stressful. Yeah. I did not like it. Um, and I just wanted to try it. And I tried it for, like, a year. And I was like, no. Yeah. Um, so I went back and the individuals I work with now, they're... Um, early 20s there's one that's 30 um but their their mentality and their iqs are like 10 year olds Mm -hmm. and one of them is like you know even lower sometimes um so it's like it's also like it's like working with kids again right you know a teenage i work with all males so like teenage boys um Sometimes I'm just like, hey, I want to be around girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, guys are easier. They're more chill. Yeah, they Sometimes they have more outbursts and stuff. But I I enjoy it. It's laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not manual labor. It's more like a mental. You have to be mentally sharp. And, yeah. Um, so I can do that. <laughs> so how does that, I mean, again... All my friends are just badass. I mean, I just love that you're somebody who naturally gravitates toward towards helping people. I mean, that's such a it's a quality that I admire, and I just I love it. Yeah, it's the only thing I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was like I said back you know when I was college, I'm like, what am I good at? I'm good at helping people. Right. I was like, that's my only strength. Which you know, for me, you could probably tell me a million things that you know about me that you like or something yeah. but I feel like that's where I I can excel yeah. in helping people so that's what I do and I look for things that are rewarding mm-hmm. um 
without having, like, I don't need to be told, like, I'm doing a great job. Yeah. Um, but I know that I'm good at what I do. And when somebody else isn't doing that, I get really mad. Because mm-hmm. um, I take my job seriously. Like, I'm an all or nothing person. Either I'm going to go 100 or mm-hmm. not at all. Right. So that's why I take my job seriously. I got, to, I learned, I got to know these guys. I learned about, I get to know their families. You know, they're, they're, some of them have guardians, their parents, you know, and I get to know them and I'm like, ask them how, you know, how's your parents, how they do it, you know. And, right. And, you know, when they come, they come and I'm like, oh, hi. And I use their first names and, you know, like I, I invest myself yes. into, into that because I feel like it's not helping anybody if you don't. Like, some people are there for a paycheck. Because right. it's easy. Easy being the key word. For that kind of thing, like, you would want people to be invested if they're, you know, working. Yeah. There, you so, know? I, and, you know, some days are fucking hard, though. Mm-hmm. Some people, yeah. sometimes they have, you know, mental breakdowns. And, you know, they, they're on suicide watch. Or they elope and you have to follow them. Or they take off and you have to call the cops. Or they try to fight each other. It's fucking draining. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, I don't know if I could ever handle something I like dealt that. with the cops the other day. Side note, I dealt with the cops the other day because so they took off and they didn't want to come back. And we got, the cops had us come down, had one of us come down there, so I went. And, I, you know, I was like, you're not getting in my car because I know what you're doing. You can walk back. If you can walk away, you can walk back. Uh-huh. And, uh... So they did, and the cops were like, well, we need to talk to you just for, you know, documenting purposes. And, you know, the officers were like, yeah, I deal with, you know, this company and this company, you know, with these kind of these kind of individuals, um, you know, regularly, you know, and different things. And you know, I was like, yeah, some days it's really hard, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, yeah, I couldn't do what you do. And I, this is a cop, mm. a 15-year veteran cop, telling mm. me they wouldn't be able to do my job. Right. Um, <laughs> because people don't have the patience for it, or right. they don't, they get frustrated, and I'm just like... Really? And I'm like, you're a cop. I don't know how I would react if a cop... <laughs> like, you're a cop that probably sees bad shit yeah. all the time, and you're telling me yeah, you, you couldn't do this job, like... Yeah. Come on. Come on. Girl pair, you know? Yeah, right. You're a cop. You know, it's not that hard. But, yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't don't want to work in residential. It's just because... So so do you think that field, or do you know that field, is a place where they are lacking people going into that area? I think it can be a burnout job. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel it. I really do. Like, I haven't went into domestic violence for that reason, because it's a burnout job. Mm -hmm. Like... It's hard seeing so much. And emotionally hard because you are invested. Yeah, because it, it messes with you. Yeah. Um, you have to learn how to be have thicker skin, and you have to learn how to not think take things personal. Yeah. You know at all, or you know, because I get called a bitch at least three times a week by this individual, and you know, but I don't take it seriously. I yeah. I just don't because I'm like. Okay, and you yeah. still have to clean your room. Like, it doesn't bother me. And, uh, you know, and 10 minutes later, they'll be like, I'm really sorry that I called you that. And now I feel like hanging myself. And, you know, like, right. they they don't know how to regulate their emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just learned how to 
not take all that on. Yeah. Be able to be supportive and care, but also yeah. not take all that baggage. Exactly. Okay, so that's a great transition to um, one of my tag questions, which is, and again, you know, I always, uh, I always feel like I touch on this even though I ask this, but my tag question is, what do you do when you feel a sense of misery? I guess the theme of this podcast is starting to reveal itself to me as I record more and more. And it is about taking care of yourself in a crazy world. You How know? do you find peace in such a chaotic world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It took me a long while to learn how to self-soothe. Yeah. Uh, I listen to music whatever genre I'm feeling or I used to do guided meditation I haven't in a while um but I do guided meditation on YouTube it's like where they talk you through yeah. it oh, yeah. I used to I used to have to do that I used to I started that when I tried to get sober in college as a way to sleep and to cope so I've been doing that for several years at least six almost ten years maybe now really a little under ten years yeah okay are you still meditating yes I mean I still meditate yeah I'm just now getting into meditating um I I start I'm starting slow like I'll do five minutes yeah I'll do another five minutes after you know kind of thing um and it does help I mean it's just it is practice Mm -hmm. and not uh learning not to judge it I mean again this is Mm -hmm. all you know yes coming to my own thing of like you know being very I don't know judgmental but it does it, it makes a world of difference it does. even though it is difficult it's so worth it and, and some days it doesn't work yeah some days I'm too frazzled and right. I have to take a lorazepam you right. know but um <laughs> for the most part if you stick with it I tell people it's definitely something to add yeah and I uh I have my uh comfort show I, okay, I, yeah, exactly. I, I have a lot of them. I have, I have my Golden Girls. Oh, yes. So I rewatched those. I, Golden Girls was totally my comfort show for a while, for a long time. Yes, yeah, so whatever I'm, like, really... At ups- the end of the day, you put it on. Yes. And, mm, I and I it. know it by heart that it. I don't even exactly. have to look. You yeah. Like, so that's my... Give go- me something. Let's, let's play some trivia Golden Girls game. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell oh, my best friend Brittany she's Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> she has so many men, so I'm little sure time. You love that. <laughs> <laughs> so many men, so little time. How do you feel? Are you more at this point dorky? I kind of feel like I'm you're Dorothy. Dorothy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot I'm of I'm a hit are. it and quit it type of girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll smack you after. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Take a quick pause. Okay. Okay, let's segue. Well, the last thing, I'm going to end on something more positive, more fun. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't even have a question. Like, when did you realize like you had um, uh, a love or aspirations to get into filmmaking at some point? I mean, it's all on our fingertips now. Right. Um, I found that I... When I was trying to figure out what my final senior project was going to be, um, you know, our professor asked us, if you could do any job in the world and, you know, 
if money wasn't enough, if you don't worry about money or if you don't worry about, if you could do anything you want to do. And I was like, I want to make film um, because I grew up, I was a big member when I was into Tomb Raider. Yeah. Do you remember that? I was like yeah. the bit, I was a huge fan and right. you know, like Michelle Rodriguez, her films. And I was just so into that my whole life that I was like, I feel like film is so powerful. You can get a message out there and it can reach, you know, so many people. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like there was a, a voice that was lacking for natives. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to create content. I want to do stuff. And um, so in, you know, in the past years I've been, I haven't really been, I've been writing. I mm-hmm. thought I'd, you know, maybe I wouldn't be good at film, like being a director of filming it, but I'm good at writing. Right. I like writing stories or I like <clears throat> writing a narrative, an everyday narrative, but like, you know, historical fiction right. type thing, you know? Um, I mean, it's real, but it, these, pe- these people are not real. What are the stories that you find yourself drawn to just as like a viewer? Um, and I, then... I, you know, same sex uh, relationships are interesting to me just because there's not a whole lot of mm-hmm. uh, content out there. Yes. Um, I like anything with a strong female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that's not about, you know, being in love with a male. We all love our right. romantics, right? Right, right. Um, but sometimes I get tired of that. I want mm-hmm. strong female. That's why, you know, the Golden Girls is amazing. Because yeah. they all have these guys, but it's all about them, right. their lives and how, you know, they support each other and how they Absolutely. have this, like, sisterhood and, you know, different things. And so I I really like that. Because mm-hmm. it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, you can go through so many movies and it's just about, oh my God, this girl's in love with this boy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I want something with a good story. Right. With a good story and a good, you know, background something that you don't see you don't get to see i like yeah. you know seeing different things too about different parts of the country oh yeah different things so anyways i feel like that's when i started i was like hey i have these nice ideas yeah let me write it let me try it out let me see if you know i wonder if other people feel this way and i found people you know mm-hmm. i you know i found you i have my friends in la let you know like my ideas and different things like that so but I was very scared yeah. <laughs> that I wasn't a strong enough writer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, please, I, mm. I'm always scared that, you know, I'm just like, how do you, I've been teaching myself how to write in script form. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, so in the last years, I've been really trying to like learn yeah. uh, self-taught and also look at what other people are doing mm-hmm. and learn from them and get to know what I like and different things. So... I like when you had the podcast with Sarah because I love Sarah's yes. work. Oh, um, yes. I love her writing. And she's such a doer. She does it yeah. all. Yeah, and she's been in film. And mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I, I've been watching her for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always told her that I wanted to work on a film with her or, you know, work mm-hmm. on something. I don't care if it blows up or not. You know what I mean? I just want yeah. to make content. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, going back to the... Um, your um the kind of subjects you kind of naturally gravitate towards i i was very unaware of the lack of um women's stories because those are stories i kind of naturally gravitated to as well yeah and so like i didn't really watch the quote-unquote like um more male leads or masculine kind of thing 
I was always, ever since I was a child, like going back to playing the, with the Barbies. Yeah. Barbie would always, my Barbie would always be the one to save the fucking day, <laughs> take them all out. Um, that's just the default character in my head is yeah. a woman. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think people, you know, would be surprised to hear that, but it's true. Like, like I hear a lot of writers and actors, just filmmakers in general talk about, um, you know, the default character being white, male, cis male. Yes. Um, and I, I hear them talk about the default character in their head when they're writing is white male, even women. I've heard yes. women say that. And I'm like, I didn't, I've never even considered that because mine was so the opposite way. Yes. And that's such an interesting thing because, you know, again, we're not seeing a lot of that. So we, I don't know. I just found that very interesting. Yeah, we then we need more writers like us. Yeah. That, you know, because the grand majority of people that are writing these films are males. Yeah. You know, straight white males. Yeah. You know, and that and they're writing for women and mm-hmm. they don't know what a woman a woman thinks or yeah. how they feel or how to present them like in like in real life. Like yeah. like they're writing a story and it's just it just lacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just like is falling short. Yeah. Okay, what age did you say you wanted to like start were you thinking about it? I mean, um, did you did you have the same thing I did like um as a kid, I think a lot of kids like when they're watching TV or something, they're like, "Oh, I wonder what it would be like to be on TV or something." But I feel like as I've gotten older, like now that learning about filmmaking like by yourself, like the actual like how to make the thing and how the process like I feel like it's shifted it's less about needing it's not about wanting to be seen or be mm-hmm. on TV it's actually about caring about the story caring about the characters who are these characters why do we care about them where do they start and then where do they end up in the story right mm-hmm. and so those kind of I've always like I do I love I love um, hearing actors talk about their process. Um, I like the actors who like, who actually like to act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who not really just like understand, paycheck. who really understand the story, you know, in a way. I don't know. Um, well, for me, I feel like the first time I fell in love with anything was like, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Because it was a strong, badass woman. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I want to be just like her. Yeah. You know, that was the first time. And I was just probably like maybe 10. Yeah. Like I was, was a little <laughs> kid and my aunt took me and, you know. she's the theater? Yeah, she's babysitting me and I, we were like the only ones in the theater. Yeah. And I was just like, my mouth was probably wide open. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Because yeah. I didn't pick the movie. Right. I'm pretty sure she did, you know. And, uh. I was just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I was kind of like, wow, this is powerful cinema. Yeah. Um, whether, whatever, whoever, whoever, um, wrote this was, you know, probably a male. I don't know. I actually don't know who did yeah. it, but, uh, I know it's probably, it's based off a video game and probably, you know, people probably think that's stupid, but like it, it has power. It was a mm-hmm. w- strong woman and she didn't need a man and she yeah. was she like she was the man you know yeah. like it was it was amazing so that was hey, t- that was powerful for a lot of people like, i've heard her angelina jolie talk about in some of the most remote places 
they know her from Tomb Raider, even though she's done all this other stuff. Yeah. And how it's made such an impact on her, you know? Yeah. And clearly, you know? Yeah, so that's... And then the other movie I fell in love with is... I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. I watched that. I know the song. I, I know the song. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> it's, no, it was I like know. an older movie, and it was about this girl that was blind, or she became blind or something, and she she was like would ride these horses that would jump off into, like, this... I don't know, it was like a sideshow. Side but I just liked the story because she just struggled and she had to overcome being blind and oh it was just gosh. really good. I gotta, I gotta look that up. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah. But when I was little, I was, like, obsessed with that movie. I, like, watched it. It was on uh, VHS. Yeah. And I watched it, like, over and over and over a million times. Right, right. Um, and that was another strong female lead movie. Yeah. So those movies kind of, like, really changed changed things for me I was like it kind of gave me you know a new breath of air and I was like wow this this is cool you know like mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of feel that like independently strong yeah like going back to what we were talking about before you know I was always yeah. independently strong and um, so that's why those are the kind of movies I like and so that's kind of like the content I follow yeah but I like everything I like com- comedy Mm-hmm. Um, I like action films. I like paranormal. <laughs> yeah. Um, paranormal films. Do you like horror? I don't like gory. Yeah. I I feel like I don't like messy. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, I, just like splatter kind ugh, of thing. No, yeah. no, no, thanks. No. Like, I just feel like that's dumb. Yeah. Um, not knocking anybody that likes that or you know people oh, right. that work in that film. It's just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. Do you I, like drama? You like some drama. Yeah, I like drama. If there is drama in the thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't like soaps. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I can't stand soap no. operas, and I was like, come on. But um, but yeah, I like strong female lead movies. Going back to the aspirations thing, like um, and also um. Like you said, it it is so so powerful mm-hmm. uh, film and story and how it how it can have a, an effect on us. Mm-hmm. Like um, I believe we don't go we don't go to the theater or see a film to go see actors. I feel like we go to the movie theater to go see ourselves in some way. Yeah, you know? it's nice. Yeah, um, you know you can't relate to somebody who is, you know, trying to save the world or, you know, is on another planet. But you can relate to the feeling of um, seeing a problem and doing something about it, feeling fear, ter- terror, all of those, like, human feelings. Like, even in, um, like, animation things, like, all all the characters, they're all based on human experience, right? Yeah. And I just don't know... I don't think people know how powerful it is. I mean, you know... Well, it's, it can be life changing. We can talk about what recently happened when we lost our Black yes, Panther. Yes, yes, yes. Black Panther changed so much. Ask you. This Chadwick is amazing. Yes. He knew he knew the gravi- the gravity and the responsibility mm-hmm. and how impactful that was. And took it on fully. And took it. Yeah. That was a those are the kind of powerful people I like. Mm-hmm. Because they know the power that they have, and they know that they have the ability to change yeah. lives, change change the narrative. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
he his one of his heroes was Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. You can't talk Denzel. about film and not talk about Denzel Washington. Yeah. You know, people that work so hard and they don't they play these amazing roles. Yeah. And uh, so losing somebody like that is hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels it. Like yeah, I, I was really taken back. Everybody feels everybody. it. Everybody. You're heartbroken because. Mm-hmm. I was wearing my Black Panther sweater when I was reading it on Twitter. Oh my god! I was like, I was stunned. It yeah, was stunning, I you know? you know I cried a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's rough. You know. Yeah. And uh, he is just so impactful. That's 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 what cinema does. Yeah. Yes. It it has the the ability to change mm-hmm. everything. I know I've taken certain actions because of films. Mm-hmm. You know, actions I wouldn't have. Um, I would have been too afraid or too fearful to do, but because I would think of a, a movie or a character or just a situation that I could. Um, get me there I guess you mm-hmm. know it's gotten me out of like feeling like a depression even you know yeah. I, I would see a film that would inspire me in some way and then all of a sudden it's flipped in my yeah. brain yep. you know it does like um, the representation matters yes it does um, it really fucking matters especially you know and again I know we've talked about this so many times before but just it's so it's amazing how Hollywood is the number one nexus for all of this entertainment that the world gets, you know. And people get reckless. Yeah. <laughs> and but, but there's people like like that, you know, the Black Panther, Chadwick, like there's people like that that thank God, yeah. you know, that they existed, you know, even if he didn't survive. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish you would live longer. Yeah, Think I was about... excited to see what what other things yeah. he's gonna do. Yeah, because it's just it's just something that everybody's craving. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's it's the success time. of that those films and his it's work. It's time. Yeah, it is. It's time to have that voice at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a great place to end it. Yes. Thank you we'll so much. We'll be back. We'll definitely be back. We'll be back. Um, this was awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes. I could, I could cry talking oh to you God, right stop. now. Oh my God, stop. So. And there's Cody. There's Cody. He's had enough. Had enough. All right, thank you. Until next time. Bye, Bye. guys. Ah.